are back, baby! Welcome to the Resistance Broadcast. We are live, TRB Live. It is our first episode of 2024, so happy new year to you all. And just so everybody knows, not to take a page out of Larry David's book, if you have not wished somebody a happy new year yet, just let it go. It's over. It's been four <laughs> Today's days. Today's the last day, right? This is oh, it. Today's the last day to do it. You have three days after New Year's Day to do it. If you don't do it, that means you probably didn't see that person, which means they're probably not that big of a deal in your life. But mm. hopefully uh, Star Wars is a big deal in your life because if you're listening to this or watching this, you're in the right place. The Resistance Broadcast, we are so glad to be back. Uh, we hope everyone had wonderful holidays, uh, great New Year, everyone's safe, doing all right. Um, and welcome to the show. We, we're going to dive into the latest Star Wars news. We're going to take your questions later in the show. So if you have a question to pitch, pop it in the chat, use hashtag ask the resistance, and we'll get to as many as we can. Of course, super chats, kick that thing into hyperspace and bring it to the front of the line. Those are available as well. We thank you for those in advance. And we just thank you for being here and being a part of TRB. It means a great deal. I'm John. That's James. That's Lacey. And the, the trio are back and we are here to have a good time. So uh, how was your new year to the two of you? I went to uh, Kings Island, which is our theme park. We normally do like we stay in and we have some, a friend over and we like play games and stuff. But this year we decided we were going to go out to the theme park and uh, it was pretty wild. We got to do it was like it felt like we were shutting down the the whole park for the whole season and it was cool. It, you know, hot chocolate refills, fireworks, uh, lots of special events and things. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Had a good New Year's. Nice. And Christmas, actually. We didn't really talk about Christmas much. Mm. That's very I did nothing. <laughs> I have And it was everything I wish I have a be. small child. Yeah. Uh so I actually what did I do? I ate a cheese plate with brie cheese and a lot of cured meats that I could not have when I was pregnant. What were and they was, sick with before? What? What were the meats sick with before? You're so funny, John. Oh my god. Because they're cured. I was just curious. So lame. (laughs) You can't have meats like prosciutto and stuff when you're pregnant. So I sat on my couch and had brie cheese and prosciutto and like fig jam. Salami, pepperoni. And I I went to bed at like eight and then got up at one, was like happy new year and was like feeding the baby. (laughs) That's what happened with me. Very good. Yeah, we went out. And then I felt horrible for two days. <laughs> so, I was going to say, I saw your updates on Instagram. I know you went out. I went out. Yeah, we went to a comedy show and to, out to the bar and had a good time. And I, I mean, you know, No, I didn't go as crazy as years past. What did you fun. eat late at night? Because you always eat something late at night. I didn't really. So that was, that was part of the thing. Like, so on the way to Hartford, mm-hmm. I was like, we got to figure out what we're doing for food after. And then everyone's like, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And like, never happened. So I'm like sitting there trying to eat like, with like a little bag of chips I had or something. It was, it wasn't good. So I have a lot of stories from when I was in my twenties where I got stupidly drunk. And I remember one time I was sitting with my now husband, uh, we were dating at the time and I, we were at dinner and I was like, oh, I don't want to eat anything. Cause I'll get sick if I drink. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, you're not supposed to eat, right? And he was like, oh, God. 
God. No, that's not a thing. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, <laughs> it was one of those moments where a light bulb goes off and you're like, hmm. Figured it out. <laughs> not good. Yeah. Not yeah. good. Yeah. I uh, I had sushi for dinner tonight and I feel like something might be happening. So. <laughs> what does that mean? I just had a sushi burp. You both need to be careful. You're talking like that. James had hot sauce right before this. Yeah. This might be a, a wild show. And we've eaten 12 tacos before live on air. So does the, does the hot ones guy like Star Wars have him come on the show and we'll eat like really mild food? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> be like, and your first saltine cracker with nothing on it. <laughs> <laughs> just asking questions. Um, all right. So if you are joining us live, make sure you are subscribed to the channel. We appreciate it. Uh, if you're listening on the, your audio podcast app, uh, make sure you're following or subscribing. It's free, of course. Um, and if they have a rating system, rate us five stars and leave us a review if you don't mind. Uh, but more importantly, we just hope you have a good time and you enjoy the show. Um, now, we are going to announce our giveaway winners that we announced on our holiday special show in just a bit. But before I do that, this might be old, but I know that uh, people love Ewan McGregor and they love Hayden Christensen and they love when the two of them uh, are together. And I saw this clip and I sent it to these guys and Lacey was like, you know, that's like a year old, right? And I was like, <laughs> I felt like such a cool kid. I was like, um, I saw that like eight months ago john so like are you gonna let them know it's old and what did i say i said i don't care <laughs> you literally were like okay because i, like, like, I, I saw it today to know that it's old yeah <laughs> that's when you get a, a new to you car it's like yeah <laughs> yeah that well like like i just had to get is that what you're saying because i bought a pre-owned <laughs> no, vehicle i didn't mean to bring up anything because i got t-bone yeah, james what a soulless person you, you are. okay can what i just a, tell what a joke John didn't lead with the big moment from that car accident, by the way. I found out later the big moment, and you didn't mention this last time you told this story. The woman wasn't wearing pants. Oh, yeah. She got out of the car. (laughs) Yeah. She's not wearing pants. (laughs) He he buried the lead in that story of getting T-boned. Yeah. Which obviously it's terrible. But the fact that this lady got out of her car without pants on was like, I have no pants on, and then had to put pants on. I felt like that was like a very important detail because when I went over to John's house to drop off some Christmas cookies, his wife was like, yeah, she wasn't wearing pants. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, no pants. She yeah. also peed her pants. That's why she wasn't wearing her pants. Yeah, and I that's... feel like that's an important detail. And <laughs> I'm allowed to say it because I wasn't involved. So who cares? She was also one of those people that puts Christmas lights on their spare tire of their Wrangler. So who knows what's going on with that? And one. now but everyone knows mystery lady that you peed your pants. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. And good luck with your increased insurance premiums. Jerk. <laughs> Please use your stop signs, ladies and gentlemen, or at least look. if you're going to roll through, at least look. Good Lord. You don't want to. I mean, she holdoed me. I, I got hold of a maneuver. That's what happened. <laughs> I think she was so distracted that she was everything went silent her pants for two and then wasn't wearing her pants. Yeah. That she just yeah. was like, stop signs? What? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the Ewan McGregor thing. So this fan uh, spots Ewan McGregor and he has this hat that's already signed by Hayden Christensen. So he shouts to him and he stops and he gets it over to him. And he's like, can you sign it? Hayden already signed it. And then Ewan grabs the pen and he's like, uh, can I sign it above him? I'm trying to get the high ground on him. And I just thought that was really funny that, you know, they didn't, they weren't together. They didn't sign at the same time, but because Hayden signed it first, Ewan was able to sign it above him. So I wonder if Ewan won't sign something unless Hayden's already on it. Cause he doesn't want Hayden to high ground him in return. So 
if maybe if you want like in the wild, like if you pay for a Ewan McGregor autograph, you get it. But if you're out in the wild, like you may have to fake a Hayden Christian, uh, Christensen signature to make sure he gets the high ground on you. It's just, I don't know, it's just a thought. But I thought that was really funny because he, he has a good sense of humor about it. And he's, he's referencing the movies and people love seeing that. And I, I got to kick it. I, I would like to see the day he like thought of that joke. And, and, and like in his head and the first person he like pulls it on because I don't think it was that clip. Uh, no, I probably not. He's used it a couple times whenever yeah. he sees Hayden because it looked like he was even kind of looking over the hat to be like, wait, where where is Hayden? Because I, I got to. Yeah, he I gotta, was. Yeah. I got to do this joke that, that I've got in my reservoir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's always really good with fans, though. I think he honestly, John, would sign it no matter what. I don't oh, think yeah, he probably. would not sure. sign it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I I just love when people that have been in Star Wars are just so friendly with fans and they're willing to be really nice. Yeah. I still stand by that one of the nicest people ever is Mark Hamill. And that's why it makes me so enraged when I see those videos of like people treating him very badly and like hitting him in the face and stuff with like, Oh yeah. Airport. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. He was so sweet to me when I freaked out at to, like at the airport to him. Oh, like, you met Mark Hamill. Can you tell us that story? I've told that story a billion times, but like straight up sweating. I don't think I've seen that tweet go around. Like, what's your fangirl moment? I was like, I wish I got this on camera because I turned into a different person. Like I've been watching Modern Family recently, all the seasons, because it's something that's easy to watch. And there's an episode where Sofia Vergara's character, Gloria, freaks out at this person and like can't talk. And I was like, that was me right there. Yeah. Well, hey, still happened. Still cool. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, here's the deal. We have two giveaways to announce. Then we're going to hop into the news, uh, including a bunch of things about the Ray movie, Adam Driver, some cool stuff. But Adam first, Driver was at Disneyland today, and I've never wanted to really? see pictures of him in the happiest place on earth. <laughs> he's like he's on Alice in Wonderland, so like in the yeah, he's so car. big, <laughs> and he always talks about how big he is. Um, that I just think it would be so funny to see him riding like little kid rides with his kids. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I mean, I mean, he seems like a private guy, but I'm sure uh, people snap photos. So I'm sure TMZ will get something <laughs> yeah. on that. Uh, I would they think it would be wearing funny. Mickey ears. It'd be funny to see him wearing Mickey ears, but him having his hair pulled back too. So it's like, psh, psh, like that. Do you think he can hold a whole pretzel in like one hand? Because his hands are so gigantic. All right, take, let's calm it down. <laughs> I'm just saying they are. <laughs> All right. He says that. <laughs> That's not a normal comment. He crushed a wayfinder, okay? That is a ri- Well, People thought it was a foot. Yeah, I was going to say, if his hand is mistaken for a foot, that's a pretty big hand. Oh, fandom is amazing. All that's right, we have two giveaways about. to announce, and Lacey Gillerin is going to reveal those mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, and it's not a picture of Adam Driver's hands. Um, all right. So we have some great prizes. First of all, you guys are awesome. Thank you for entering. Um, don't worry if you don't win. We're going to have plenty of giveaways. I have I'm pointing so at the many winner right things. now. Oh, you're, I was about to say you're pointing at me, but it's because I'm looking at the camera. Oh, well, she's, right. she's uh, firing on all cylinders, folks. She's back. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. First up is uh, our first prize is the electronic Ahsoka mask, Mission Fleet Fulcrum T6 Jedi shuttle, and Ahsoka Tano 12-inch galactic talking action figure. So it's like an Ahsoka prize pack. And the winner 
um, who someone had to follow and retweet with the, the episode tweet and let us know what their favorite part of the episode or what their favorite moment in 2024 was, right? Mm-hmm. Is Derek Clark at Derek on X. Woo! Congratulations, Derek. I don't know what he said because now X doesn't let you see things unless you're logged in. So I apologize if someone wants to bring it up. Derek he said, love, he said, loved linking back to Thrawn as well as some of the exploration of the character origins. Oh, very cool. I'm sorry it's well, not a Thrawn prize, but at least it's Ahsoka. What? His, his first part was it was so exciting to see Ahsoka in live action. Oh, nice. Yes. The right person. Why did you skip that? Did I skip Why did it? I skip that? Yeah. I don't know who you're talking to, John. Why did I not say I'm that? Talking to you, hot sauce Joe. What do you mean? <laughs> it's because I was thinking I was looking for his favorite part, and he said I lo- I thought just like oh I love seeing Ahsoka in live action was not his favorite part. What's the Ahsoka prize pack, bro? Okay. Yep. <laughs> well, <laughs> congratulations, you what your Derek. Favorite part was. I read it. You're the best. Thanks for entering. Uh, prize pack number two was the Star Wars Black Series Force Ghost 3 pack. Return oh, of the Jedi. Obi-Wan, man. Anakin, and Yoda. And it's Anakin with Hayden Christensen's Anakin. Um, so you, to enter, you had Very to subscribe cool. and leave a comment in the video telling us what Star Wars uh, upcoming project you're looking forward to the most. And the winner is at Sleepy Dreads 6222 said hey trb i just want to say i appreciate you guys and the content you bring every week as a truck driver you guys help me get through the miles in the everyday hustle oh my god that's so awesome the thing i look forward to in 2024 is the accolade i'm looking forward to being able to tap into some more mythos of the dark side and the sith during a time that has not been too explored yet hope you guys enjoy your holidays and let's kick off the new year with some new content sith happens dot 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 66 john i get why you're calling me out on the the favorite thing now it's because i i forgot that the question was favorite part of the year and not favorite part of ahsoka he got sense yeah so i skipped the like i loved seeing ahsoka part yeah Yep. But now I'm reading it differently as I loved seeing Ahsoka in live action. Like I'm you reading bro- it you differently. Bo- you both Got brought it. your fastballs tonight. I can tell. I never have any fastballs. Maybe it was intentional. It was balls. a little curve, John. That's a little change up. <laughs> 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 All right. Cool. Um, congrats to the winners. Uh, we have a lot of giveaways coming up this year. Hold on. Uh, what? So thank you. Uh, please email us at resistancebroadcast at gmail.com. With oh, your address. they actually want their things, yeah. You have to claim your prize <laughs> so I can mail it to you. Otherwise, you're not getting it. Basketball! Um, yeah, a lot. To, yeah, I don't have mine either. Uh, <laughs> we have a lot of stuff to give away. We have a lot of giveaways that we'll be getting to this year. So if you didn't win, uh, keep trying. And then I love that the do. people in the live chat got that joke, but these two guys. Which joke? Don't worry about it. Go back and rewatch. Oh, man. All right, I'll I'll give the show an extra play. <laughs> All right, uh, before we get into the news, uh, again, if you have questions you want us to talk about on the show, uh, just pop it in the chat and use hashtag Ask the Resistance, and we will get to those later. And uh, if you want to cut the line hyperspace style, we have super chats. Uh, James, it is time to get into the Resistance report. <laughs> the resistance 
we got a couple things to talk about this week for sure. And the first one, probably the most exciting right off the bat, is all of this talk about the Ray movie director, Charmaine Aboid, Oboy, Obeyed, right? Obeyed, right? Charmaine Obeyed Chinoy. It's a hard yeah. name. Let's yeah. be honest. New Year, new Baney. Not. Not. Oh, yeah. Obeyed. Obeyed Chinoy. Obeyed. Yep. Chinoy. Uh, she was speaking to CNN and it was actually a video. Uh, and we got to hear her talk a little bit about why she likes Star Wars and what to be excited for in this project. And we do have that. Um, I am going to pull it up right now so we can watch it. You know, I'm very thrilled about the project because I think um, what we are about to create is something very special. And we're in 2024 now. And I think uh, it's about time that we had a woman uh, come forward uh, to shape the story in a galaxy far, far away. When the Star Wars announcement came out, you posted this on Instagram. You said this, you know, quote, I have always been attracted to the hero's journey and the world definitely needs more heroes. The blueprints of the heroes we see on screen are rooted in reality. Yeah, so <clears throat> let's go ahead and start talking a little bit about this movie and her comments on it. Let Lacey, do you want to kick this one off? What do you think? Sure. I first of all think that the reaction to these comments was crazy online. I think they were kind of Jeez. blown out of proportion. Uh, taken out of context, if you will, of what she actually said. I think everyone was freaking out, being like, oh, what about Kathleen Kennedy? What about this? Uh, you know, what about all these female characters in the movies? What are you talking about? She's talking about her involvement as the director, as the, the person that's running this production. That's what she's talking about. Because if you look at previous movies and other projects, it's John Favreau, it's Dave Filoni, it's, um, I'm blanking right now, J.J. Abrams, Ryan Johnson, not women. So she's saying it's exciting to be a part of, of a, a big moment in Star Wars history of being a woman that's running the project. And she has a lot of experience doing documentary films where she's meeting real life heroes. So she's talking about bringing that influence and that those experiences from her own point of view into Star Wars. That is no different than any other person that's worked on Star Wars. Like Ryan Johnson brings his own point of view. J.J. Abrams brings his own point of view. George Lucas brought his own point of view. It's all about the person that's working on the project and what they're bringing in from their own life experiences. So I, I'm just, I'm very surprised at how crazy people went with this, where they were screen capping it. And then they made the angry YouTube thumbnails with like laser eyes. And like, <laughs> it was just, it was a lot for a comment that I felt was a little it was just blown out of proportion. I think it was more of a celebratory, like, Hey, this is a really big moment for me. I'm proud of myself and I'm excited to see where this goes. Um, at the same time, I think that they're really hyping this movie up and they haven't even started shooting it yet, let alone, I don't even think they have a script. Cause the last time we talked about this with Daisy Ridley, she was like, I just have an outline from what they told me. <laughs> like she hasn't read anything yet. So I just get a little nervous as a star Wars fan. Like we always do where I'm like, I'm not going to feel good about it until it's actually shooting, until it's actually production has taken place. Um, because right now it's very much in that, oh yeah, we're excited about the concept and like everybody's on board, but things change. And we know more than that, anything as Star Wars fan and as just human beings, how quickly things can change nowadays and how crazy things can get. 
uh, all over the world. So I'll just feel better when everything's in production. But I'm excited that she's excited. Anytime someone's working on a Star Wars project and they're ready to be there, um, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. It, it does make me a little sad, though, because Patty Jenkins was supposed to be this person. <laughs> but I digress that it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. John, what are your thoughts? What do you think? Yeah, I think it's unfortunate that, you know, the statements like this are going to be used as bait to pin her a certain way. Um, cause then you have the fake defense of Deborah Chow and the fake defense of Bryce Dallas Howard of people who probably were crapping on them when they were making their stuff. Uh, but, I, and you know, I, I'm sure that's not the case with everybody there. You know, everyone has their own opinion and their own personality and their own nuanced way of looking at this stuff. I mean, th- there are two sides to this. I don't think she's out there saying like, I'm going to be a problem and you know, it wasn't good the way it was and I'm going to make it better. I think she's just saying like, Hey, you know, this franchise has been around for 50 years. Uh, half of the population are women. Uh, let us get a crack at a movie. And I don't think she's like saying it's time for a woman to shape these stories because she didn't know that, you know, Bryce Dallas Howard directed and Deborah Chow directed and Vic Mahoney, second unit director of The Rise of Skywalker, actually the first woman to technically direct casts for a Star Wars movie. Uh, granted, she wasn't the director. So this is a, the main director being the first one. So she's right. I, I just think it's it's going to be tricky for Disney. And this is the other side of it. And this isn't her fault, but we know how the internet works. We know how you know, headlines work and stories work. I already saw people taking interviews she did about other things and applying those quotes as though she said it about Star Wars. She said something about like, I, you know, I want to make men feel uncomfortable. And she's talking to Jon Stewart about something very geopolitical and about her documentaries. And I saw, you know, articles with people slap that quote next to star Wars director says she wants to make men uncomfortable. It's like, that was an interview from years ago about something that had nothing to do with star Wars, probably before she was even hired for star Wars. So, but the problem is people don't see that. And I've already had seen people that I know from high school and stuff online or texting me saying like, Oh, the, you know, you kidding me. I'm not going to watch this. And like, Oh, here we go. So <laughs> the, the, the problem is people are, are going to, spin anything she had said in the past and bring this into the realm of now. And it is probably going to cause issues. You know, we saw, you know, what people are saying about Rachel Zegler and her comments about Snow White. And there's fears about how that movie is going to perform. That might be more uh, deserved because she's talking about Snow White. I don't know. But in terms of this, I can just see there being uh, unwarranted issues that surface with old old school fans or people who feel threatened that their existence is being threatened their their decades of being a fan is being erased you know there all those insecurities of people not feeling relevant anymore that's what all this is rooted in in my opinion not to get too philosophical the bottom line for me is i'm exactly with, with Lacey. she really didn't say anything like they don't have a script yet Everything we're hearing about this from Daisy Ridley, from Kathleen Kennedy, and now Charmino Bechinoy, which, by the way, it's good to hear her actually speak to this because it's been a while since she has spoken. Mm-hmm. So we can bring her to 2024 and saying she's still in place to direct. 
uh, is all, all they're saying is a lot of vague things. So I can't even get excited about the movie yet, aside from being excited that Star Wars movies are coming back. Uh, the closest I got excited to was um, Daisy Ridley saying, it wasn't what I expected, but I'm excited. Uh, so I liked hearing that. Once I hear more about what's going on with this movie, I'll be able to get more excited. So I can't take really anything from what she said here. Of course she's going to say, I love the hero's journey. Uh, we're going to make something really special. Like there's certain boxes that Star Wars directors have to check when they come into the to the franchise, and those are those. So uh, I, I think people, like just fans, like if you're seeing headlines with quotes and stuff, just do a little digging. Like I used to, I used to, have to do this stuff and curate these headlines when I was at Star Wars Newsnet to try to be as honest as we possibly could don't believe everything you see on the surface. It may look like it's real because it looks like an article, looks like news. Just do a little digging and realize that it's not exactly what you're being sold or pitched. Uh, my bottom line is if she makes a good Star Wars movie, then that is all that matters to me. Uh, so I, I, I hope she's given all the resources, a great cast, a great script, and everything she needs to do what she can do, which is clearly be a successful filmmaker, because she's done that with Oscar-winning uh, documentaries. Now, granted, she hasn't done a feature film, and maybe it is a head-scratching choice, like, oh, you're bringing back your your new Luke Skywalker, and you're you're giving this, this new launching uh, of a new era of Star Wars to someone who's never made a feature film. That's a risk. Sure it is, but Kathleen Kennedy, great producer. She believes in it, and I'm rooting for her. So I hope we get a great movie. I hope it's on time. I hope we see it in 2026, and I hope they knock it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't honestly like. I don't really don't know how I feel about this necessarily. I I definitely know that when I first read the comments, or I took it like she's talking about Ray, and I was like, the first time a woman has shaped star wars and i was like that we've clearly been doing that for three you know movies before her and she obviously must know about this character i hadn't thought of it the way the lacy said until she said it and i'm like oh that's probably right but it still does kind of raise a question for me i'm like but kathleen kennedy and michelle rejuan have been you know have been shaping star wars for years now so i'm not really sure if it's like from an in-story thing or a production thing but Directing is a big, you know, like even if Kathleen Kennedy is the producer on a film, J.J. Abrams is still like the director. So he's kind of shaping the story. So I get it. Um, But John's points are right here, too, with um, us not really knowing exactly what this is. And and it's not a good stance to fly off the handle anytime anybody says anything about Star Wars where you're like, "Uh oh, now this whole thing is going to be a train wreck. I just I'm the thing that worries me the most is why why these choices are happening for this this return. And maybe Kathleen Kennedy isn't looking at it as a return. She's looking at it as now that we're five movies deep into Star Wars, let's start making these choices. But it feels to me like this is the beginning of the new era and this is the first movie you're stepping off with. And it just feels risky to go with you know, a not very, um, uh, I don't know, formal director. Like she hasn't done a lot in that um, field as far feature as feature films. She hasn't done a feature, feature film. film. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, and then obviously this person has some controversial topics, but 
I don't know. It just feels it it feels like a risky move, and I'm like, I just don't know why Star Wars has to be risky all the time. You know, uh, it doesn't seem to necessarily be working. Maybe it is. Me and John, we had that conversation a couple weeks ago about how, like, when you're thinking about (laughs) these franchises that are still trying to hang on to what was successful about the first one, Star Wars probably does it better than any of them. So, in one way, Star Wars is doing still doing very well. Um, But I don't know. I'm. I'm of the mindset, like we we all are here, is that at the end of the day, the movie will de- be determined for me whether it's good or not, not based on anything leading up to this. But what worries me is that everybody else's opinion will be shaped by the lead up to it. That setup, that hype or whatever, um, the baggage that's going into the movie. And I'm like, I just don't want that stuff. I I know I can handle myself in the theater, but... I don't want there to be drama or or a preconceived notion that I'm already going to hate this when people sit down in the theater to watch it because it was written by this or, or directed by this person who eight years ago said this thing that was taken out of context or whatever. Or maybe it wasn't. I don't know. What, whatever it is, I, we're not checking baggage at the at the door. So it just that is what worries me from a Star Wars. And there's, there's also people that are just going to hate it anyway. Well, I get that, but I'm but I'm saying I just don't like the fact that people are going to hate it already because it's a woman director or something along those lines. And I'm like, dang it, man, that sucks. I just want it to be like, hate it if it's a bad Star Wars movie, which people will say it is, but they say that about movies that I like in the new Disney era of Star Wars. People say Star Wars is bad all the time, and I'm like, I don't think it is, man. I think you have uh, these other thoughts, but I don't know. But that's just me. Um, anything else to say about the upcoming Ray movie and these specific comments? I hope it does start filming this year. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I want to hear I like, a little, like, I hope they're not too secretive about it. That's another thing. I want to hear, like, they got to engage the audience and whether it's old school people or new school people and be like, what? how are we going to hook them in? And I want to hear the hook because everything I'm seeing is like new Jedi order. And like fans think it's called new Jedi order. And I can't wait till right. they release the title. So we stop hearing new Jedi order. Cause that, that sounds like the most boring title on the planet. Like I don't want it to just be Ray building an Academy and being like, here we go. Now we're going to make the Jedi Academy again. Like the hearing Daisy say it was unexpected. I didn't expect, you know, it uh, is interesting to me, but she like, like Lacey just said, you know, as of two months ago, Daisy really said she hadn't seen read the script yet. So it's, you know, we, I I just want to find out, give me something, give me the premise and then, yeah, let's get rolling. And uh, hopefully we see it uh, on schedule in what spring of 2026. Yeah. No, May. Does that count yeah, as spring. spring? Yeah, spring. Hmm. Yeah. You're right that uh, I hope they're not secretive because <laughs> I uh, I feel like I want to hear more from these people. Even like usually, like when an actor gets cast in a movie, they're asked about it. Like everything, you know, for you hear them talk about it a lot leading up to that point. But this is like the second time we've heard this person talk about Star Wars. 
Mm-hmm. So it's like, and that was on stage when she's there, like, hi, I'm the person. <laughs> I'm excited to start this new journey. And it's like, yeah. that's not really a comment on whatever. This is like the first time we've heard her say anything about the Star Wars movie. Um, if I'm not mistaken, just off the top of my head. But we can move on. Um, we do want to talk a little bit about this Adam Driver clip uh that was taken from the Smartless podcast. Um, I also have that pulled up if we want to go ahead and take a listen to that. Yeah. Um that is oh nope, that's the wrong button to click, James. <laughs> uh it is this one right here. You gonna do, is there any more talk about more Star Wars stuff? Like oh, no, oh that, boy, look who's back. Yeah, no, <laughs> they're, they're they're doing <laughs> stuff. Yeah, but not 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 with me. I'm not I'm not so doing it. You're done because the character stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, and so and then, but wait, did you? <laughs> <laughs> but would you? But but if but, you did, what character do you think you would play? But if they came to you tomorrow and <clears throat> if JJ was really nice about it. <laughs> that was, literally is John's sense of humor. That podcast right there, that whole yeah. bit is John. Jason Bateman and Will Arnett just busting Sean Hayes' chops about being a nerd is just so good. Like, it's just so funny. Because <laughs> he's clearly, he, he has his own successful career in his own right, obviously, and he's just nerding out about Star Wars to Adam Driver. They also who, probably were like, don't ask him about that. And he was just like, so <laughs> would, you, would you do this again? Um, John, just go ahead and talk about it. What, what, what are your thoughts coming off of uh, Adam Driver saying he's done with Star Wars for now? I don't even think he said for now. I think he said he did. I, think he's, I I added that, but he's I, saying he's done with Star Wars. But I think it's implied that he's not currently doing anything. But yeah, I mean, and you know, Harrison Ford. You know, we've seen people say like, ah, yeah. nah, I'm done. You know, whatever. So it's possible he could change his mind. But I believe what he's saying. You know, he's not involved. I don't think this is a secret thing that he's trying to cover up. I don't think Adam Driver really rolls that way. He's pretty candid and honest in a lot of his interviews, including his responses to bad audience questions as we saw on the ferrari promotional tour Lacey, i don't know we you and i had a chance to talk about that one yet when he mm. just says you know what he says to that guy um but yeah i i find it interesting because or, or good in a sense I, I think it's good for adam driver to come out and say i am not involved in the next movie because i know there is hope for a return uh, star wars is doing a lot of things in figuring out clever ways to bring characters back from certain aspects of their existence um and i just don't want people as we always do as fans to get their hopes up based on rumors or theories or speculation like well if we do this and they look for just ways to get what they want and get you know something back so for him to say like they're doing them i know they're doing them but i'm not involved because my character's done and i i think that's good uh and that's not whether or not you want him to return or not want him to return. It's just him telling the truth. And I think that's, that's a good thing because I just don't want to see people get their hopes up. And then the movie comes out and they're like, I can't believe they had a chance to bring him back. And they didn't, if they go into the movie, knowing he's not showing up, I think that helps us all out. Yeah, absolutely. Lacey, are you uh, feeling this decision? Uh, Not decision, but you know what I mean? This news for Adam driver, or are you like upset or do you think it's sneaky? Do you think he's doing something? What's going on? I think his answer was pretty straightforward. I th- I don't think he's hiding anything. I don't think he has a need to hide anything, especially if from what we just discussed with the Ray movie, how they're 
you know, Daisy Ridley hasn't seen a script yet. They're still in the very early phases of like what this movie is. He might be discussed, but maybe he hasn't been discussed yet because they haven't fleshed out the idea to right. a point that they want to bring him aboard. Um, I think that he had a very interesting experience with Star Wars compared to other actors. Um, I think that, you know, he has a big group of people that really, really like him and they follow him around and they support him in a way that he probably didn't expect. I think sometimes it can get a little crazy for him. He's discussed that before, how he gets like anxiety about it. So I think that Star Wars went in a direction fandom wise that he wasn't expecting, but that doesn't mean that I think he would turn it down necessarily. I think if the story was good, he'd show up. Um, but right now, currently, like his character died. Where is he going to go from here? And I think he was very definitive. Like I'm done with Star Wars. Um, the clip is funny though, because I would be Sean. I'd be like, so are you going to do it? And he'd be like, you know, even if he gave like a not right now, I'd be like, so there's a chance. Like, cause everybody wants to see him return. His character was so great. And I think, you know, I've said this a thousand times on this podcast and just in general in my life is like, I don't feel like the character got good closure. So to have him come back would be really cool, but it would have to be done in a good way. So that's where I'm at. I, I think he handled it really well. He has a great sense of humor. I shared a clip a couple of weeks ago where he was on Kelly Ripa's show and he's talking about babies because he has a kid. We talked about it here on the podcast and about how he was just like, babies suck. And I, like, <laughs> I straight up laughed out loud because I feel that way. Like you love your child, but they do kind of suck when you're like feeding them every two hours and doing all these things that you're like, oh my God, I haven't slept in forever. Um, so I feel like he has a very hilarious dry sense of humor um that really shined in this moment especially because he's just like no absolutely not (laughs) like and he's laughing along with them and but i would love to see the character come back i'd love to see him play ben solo again i he didn't get to talk for the last third of rise of skywalker like he's such a good actor i want to see him play that role um but it has to be done in the right way not that these are like oscar winning films but like i feel I feel as if you gave Adam Driver that moment as Ben Solo to drop a couple lines and really like lay something out. That could have been like that moment of the movie that really like was the, his like Oscar moment for that movie. You know what I mean? That big right, the monologue or something scene. about who? Yeah, he just is something. Person. Yeah, about like why he made the change, why he came back or something. You know what I mean? Some along those lines that could really pull at heartstrings and it just didn't get to happen. But I also think that he did act the hell out of that part where he's like Ben Solo and he's fighting the Knights of Ren. Mm -hmm. Like his facial expressions, his physical acting, like he did did all of his stunt work. He did do all his stunt work. Our buddy Um, told us that. And uh, come back. He's such a good actor, though, that if I feel like you guys mentioned like it was probably on the thing, like, don't ask him about Star Wars. And they went ahead and just broke that rule anyway and asked him about Star Wars. He would just know to be like, I'm not involved. Uh, Obviously, they're doing other stuff, but I'm I'm not involved. Be in Star Wars. You're going to be asked about Star Wars for the rest of your life. It's like I saw this old interview just yesterday where Ace Fraley from Kiss was on Howard Stern and Howard Stern, he's there to promote a movie where he plays like a bartender and Howard Stern's like, talk to him about Kiss and the guy's manager comes in. He's like, we have to leave. You can't ask him about Kiss. I'm like, 
what are you talking about? That's all this guy's known for. So uh, I'm not saying that's all Adam Driver's known for, but you're like, you're going to be asked about Star Wars. Like Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford, everyone gets asked about Star Wars. It's just how it is. Now, I want to like imagine this. I'm indifferent on him returning. That actually mm-hmm. would be pretty cool if they did it the right way. I'm very nervous about the returning from the dead thing because that opens up this can of worms where it's like death really isn't important anymore or impactful. Uh, I do believe that in movies. So how do you feel about Ahsoka then? That Yeah, again, I don't know if she died. I don't know what that was. Uh, I think fourth- she was saved from dying. She didn't die and come yeah, back. Yeah, I think so too. Like he, like Anakin put out a little, like a raft, and she landed in it. That doesn't mean like Hercules, where he like gets her soul and brings it back to Megra. <laughs> kind of. I've never watched Hercules all the way through. What? Isn't that was crazy? that the Iliad or the Odyssey? I don't. Re- no, the Disney Hercules. Oh. Where oh. a pillar falls you, on her and she that, dies, and then she the Phil goes Collins one. Or no? That's Tarzan. What oh. is wrong with you? Well, I know you like Phil Collins. I know he's a I you're a big love Phil Collins. Collins. Yeah. All right. Wait a minute. Who does Hercules though? Not Phil Collins. Know. He did the soundtrack for Tarzan. I think Buster Rhymes did Hercules. But no, he did not. Oh. oh. Uh, so, like, so imagine this. Like, he puts out a couple more movies that don't do like that well. And I'm not wishing Adam Driver like ill will in his career or anything but say like he, he he's like maybe i should come back and do like a blockbuster and it's a celebration and like the trailer hits and then like the post like title thing we see him with a lightsaber that place will erupt bigger than when the palpatine laugh happened i think <laughs> could you imagine that it, it's not going to happen but could you imagine that that would be insanity and then, so you see him in the trailer or something like that, and they do it at Celebration. And then he walks out on stage and does a roll it again kind of thing. He walks out on stage, says nothing in the spirit of Ben Solo, <laughs> and then leaves. <laughs> I think people would lose it. Again. Me included. People would yeah. lose it. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then the movie would come out and people would be like, I can't believe they brought him back. But, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Worst Star Wars movie ever. I can't believe it. Um... We're doing Six the wrong before. thing, though, and we're ah! building up hype for something that we all three just agreed isn't going to happen. <laughs> I just oh, yeah. miss him. I miss him. Yeah, I know. Well, maybe maybe a little Force Ghost one day. Would you be okay with that or no good? Force it Ghost depends. Is he going to yeah. actually talk or is he just going to stand there? That would be creepy. Like the So that's like... I love Hayden Christensen, but <laughs> his whatever George Lucas had him do as the replacement for Sebastian Shaw at the end of Return of the Jedi, Hayden Christensen, he doesn't say anything. Neither does Yoda or Obi-Wan, but Hayden Christensen looks creepy. I think like, he looks cute. He's doing this like little like boyish, like, hee hee, I'm standing here. Oh, he does the lowered brow thing. like. <laughs> yeah, he's like looking down, but like being like, oh, shucks, I'm a ghost now. Like, oh, like, that's how I take it. <laughs> oh, <pardon They're>, me. <laughs> I mean, there are things they can do that. I mean, we just got World of Worlds where Anakin and Darth Vader were both like revived without being Force Ghosts necessarily. I mean, we did obviously see him as a Force Ghost at <laughs> one point, but there was a way that they were able to bring a character back from oh. the dead without doing one of those two things, you know? Well, also dreams, visions, like there are things that start yeah. with that we could thank the sequel trilogy for um, mm-hmm. and, and Rogue One 
Uh, did Solo do a flashback? They did a flash forward. But you know what I'm saying. The new era did open the doors that didn't really exist prior with flashbacks. Um, and then, of course, there have been visions and dream sequences throughout Star Wars. So there are ways to bring him back. But as of now, I think we're all in agreement that he's pretty being he's pretty candid in saying, like, I'm all I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, John, uh, do you want to do you want to do this next story? Should we move uh, on? Yeah. Do you want me to like you want me to take over? Is that what you're saying? What are you saying? No, I'm saying like, do we want to actually do it? You want to talk about this? Let's talk about it. Let's go for it then. Um, so how, and how do you say this, guys? Correct me here. Is it Iman Esfandi? Yes. Yep. All right. Bingo. See, we didn't get like a press run, so I didn't really honestly get a lot of time to like learn these names and hear them pronounced often. Which is a shame because he's I know. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, well, he was talking about uh, the possibility of Ahsoka season two and the Mandoverse film. And he said, uh, I, I think I'll be very involved. And this is obviously coming from the Hollywood Reporter. But but by the way, hat tip to Mark Newbold for sending the story. Love oh, Mark. Yeah. Happy New Year, Mark. Um, but here's the <laughs> thing is uh, he said a lot about how uh, – he doesn't know anything. He's like, I can only speculate based on the fact that this is a great character and that Dave Filoni has, has said this and that. And it just makes me think you got to think this character is going to be more involved. Ahsoka season two still not confirmed, but probably going to happen um, based on, you know, comments from a lot of different people. But this character returning and having a big role is uh, going to be important for Iman, not just for his personal career, because he says he will stop playing it if the character needs to die or needs to go away or does whatever he can stop. But he'll cross that road when he gets to it. He just wants the best for the character, and he thinks he's going to be involved in the future. Um, Lacey, we're back at you. Any thoughts on these comments and the future of Ezra Bridger? Aman has made quite the impact on fandom already, releasing all these fun videos and photos and stuff behind the scenes on set. Yeah. Like he is killing it. He's also super active on social media. Um, so if you ever want to get his attention, just tag him. He usually responds or likes or whatever. Um, he's been so, so good with fans. And it makes me so excited to see him be a part of this fandom and see what comes next. Um, that being said, I, I think he's totally right. I don't see. First of all, I think Ahsoka season two is definitely happening. I know we all know Dave Filoni, his movie's happening. So I can't see both of those things occurring without Ezra Bridger. Like everything's been building for Ezra to show up. And we all know that as Star Wars fans, it was constantly hashtag where's Ezra? What happened? Where's it going? Um, so the fact that he's like, oh, I could see this happening 100%. I, I definitely think that he's a part of it. I, I would hope that what he says is true, which is he's a part of it to an extent that's right for the character. Like they don't keep him around just to keep him around. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, are they really just going to murder everybody in these shows in this movie? Because <laughs> the big question that I constantly am asking is where were all these people during the rise of Skywalker? So there's a lot of people that need to answer for that. You know, a lot of different characters need to have their stories completed within this time frame or some type of explanation. And he's definitely one of those big characters because as we know, 
his voice does not come up at the end of The Rise of Skywalker. And from what Taylor Gray, the voice of Ezra from Rebels, has told us, Dave Filoni said that that's because he's not dead. So if he's not dead at The Rise of Skywalker, what is he doing? Because he seems like the type of person that would come and help. Am I wrong? I'm not. You're not wrong. Um, but yeah, I'm so pumped for him. I think he was amazing in the show and I can't wait to see what he does next. Um, I wish him all the success and I can't wait to see what other behind the scenes stuff he's going to release over the next couple of years because he was all about the fun videos and photos and moments. And I, I think it's only good for fandom when you get to see a peek behind the scenes. It lets people remember that these are human beings that you're talking about. It's not just like a character that has no feelings or reactions or anything. Mm -hmm. John, Mm -hmm. what do you think? Uh, Yeah, I, I agree with Lacey that I, you know, I like this guy. Um, He seems to love doing it. Um, Still like so far, I'm, you know, I'm sure there's, there might be the burnout period if it gets too much, but uh, I love that he wants to keep playing Ezra. I think he was a good choice. Uh, I know we, the three of us were rooting for uh, Taylor Gray because we had him on and he made it clear he wanted to be Ezra, but uh, I think we have a great Ezra right here with Amon Asfandi. Um, I would imagine his class, the, the classy way Taylor Gray is, I'm sure he has his blessing. Um, but him talking about like, he was like, almost low key revealing here in that he's talking about the movie a lot and saying like, yeah, I'm going to be a part of that movie and whether I might die in the movie, well, I'm not sure, but like Dave Filoni hasn't told us that much. Like if Dave Filoni came out and said, Ezra is going to be a big part of my movie, that would be like headlines. But this guy just kind of tosses it in there as a part of this THR Hollywood reporter response. And everyone's talking about Ahsoka two, Ahsoka two, Ahsoka two. And, uh, I agree with Lacey. I think we will get Ahsoka season two. Just there's just so many of those things they left uh, untied that we have to finish up mm-hmm. leading into the movie. Um, they could probably figure out a way to springboard Ahsoka into the movie and addition all the other stuff. But I think it'd be better served if they're able to tell more of this story, so they don't have as many threads to finish in the movie. Um, so I think we'll see him there. He is back in the known galaxy, so they don't have to worry about bringing Ezra home. He is home. Now what's next? Is it training Jason? I think that's the route to go. And that could be a big part of the spiritual element of Filoni's movie. Uh, cause we're certainly going to have a lot of war in his movie militarily with Thrawn, the Mandalorians, um, and all that. And of course, Ahsoka too. But, uh, I like him talking about how he wants to keep playing Ezra. And he's like, look, uh, I want to keep doing it. I think I'll have a really big part moving forward. Um, and if I go out in a, in a sacrifice or a blaze of glory, as long as he goes out the right way. So he's saying all the right things. But more importantly, as I always say, it's a Star Wars actor who um, is, doesn't feel like he's too good for being in it. He's not over it. And he's all about it. And like Lacey said, great with the fans. Uh, so I'm rooting for this dude and I want to see more Ezra now that the whole, where is he and all that stuff's over and we can finally see him maybe uh, take that next step as the Kanan in this group. Now that Kanan's gone and Freddie Prince right. Jr. clearly has no interest in Kanan returning. Uh, and I believe he said he doesn't want to see Kanan in live action either, even if it's not him. So um, if Ezra becomes that role now and we get to see him training Jason, I think that's another element of story closure and satisfaction that we'll get as fans um, that we had hoped for when we saw the end of Rebels. 
Yeah. I, and this is this particular interview wasn't the one, but he's also had another one this week where he was talking about how he sort of focused and 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 made it his mission to become this character like he told his team like hey be prepared because i am going to be in star wars i am going to be playing this character and they're like what did you hear and he's like no i'm just that's that's gonna happen i'm i'm making this a priority uh that i want this role or that i'm going to get it and it did happen so uh, kind of a cool thing. Yeah, I, I, I like this guy. And I think we are are sort of in like a honeymoon phase. Uh, honeymoon. Um, um, phase. Oh, phase. Yeah, phase. That was. I was like, what word am I looking <laughs> for? I even started to say it and I lost it. Honeymoon phase uh, with the characters, from, with the actors from Ahsoka because they. I think that every time we get a new show or something like when we got, you know, Daisy and John and Oscar, and they're all excited to be in Star Wars. And we're like, so glad that they're the people. And then they get jaded. John, you mentioned this earlier, but like, um, it seems like every time we get a new show, we're very excited about the people who are involved. And then over time, they're like, yeah, it's another season, you know? <laughs> and they just kind of, it rolls off. But right now, all the people from Ahsoka are excited and and they're back. And that includes Hayden, who just did Obi-Wan. We were like, so pumped on that. And now he's doing this. So very cool. Um, and I'm excited for both of these shows. Obviously, I don't think anybody's <laughs> surprised that I'm saying that, but I just, I, man, it's, it's Ezra. And like, I cannot wait to see what Dave Filoni really does with this character because he is just so awesome in Rebels. Like he's, he's the potential to be, I see him as like animated Luke. Like he's the, mm-hmm. in the animated world. He's the other, the Luke, um, and like most people know about this character and he means a lot to him, but anybody who's watching the animated shows understands Ezra understands the, the arc that he went through. Now we're in live action and more people are getting introduced to him. And I just think he has so much to offer, uh, including all that stuff that we were talking about earlier where he is not dead in the rise of Skywalker or possibly. So I just want to see where it all goes. Very, very excited. Um, John, are we going to move into, uh, Astro resistance? Uh, yeah, I mean, we could touch on the last story real quick and just give our let's, quick thoughts. Yeah, let's just throw it out there real quick. The John Wick director, uh, Chad Stahelski, was recently doing an interview on uh, the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast. He was joining them talking about that. And uh, he mentioned that he was a Star Wars guy and the first one changed his life. Uh, maybe someday out there, Disney, if you're listening, hit me up for a, <laughs> in a couple of years. I've got a couple of takes on Star Wars. And Horowitz obviously uh, says, you got a couple ideas. You got your idea. And he says, I do. And I would for sure take a swing at that. So it's kind of an interesting thought. What, what was your takeaway from him saying that, John? Well, it's just that this guy is a great story because he started as a stuntman. And uh, he was actually the stuntman who filmed the rest of The Crow as, as Eric Draven after Brandon Lee was shot and killed. Um, by the faulty blank. And I'm sure a lot of people know that story. Tragically died filming The Crow. He finished a lot of the live stuff and they put his face onto his. Uh, and then he goes into, and then he, you know, becomes a filmmaker. Great story there. And then he blindsides everybody with this movie, John Wick, that people are like, oh, what's this? Keanu Reeves action movie? Okay. And then everyone just falls in love with this movie. And it's like, holy cow. Now that's a, this, it's a mega franchise. He's filming in Wadi Rum. He's doing this like stuff like J.J. Abrams would be doing. So somebody a great that story. understands 
the action element of movies is now directing and has the power to be like, no, it's, it's, you have to do it this way. This right. is and what we've a, all been wanting for years. The directors say, sure. And, and he's an underdog in that, right? Because he, mm-hmm. you know, didn't, you know, start being a filmmaker. He, he probably had all those aspirations. So seeing him be able to create this and, and create a franchise in this era, that isn't something that had existed for years. Uh, I would love to see him, you know, get a crack at something. And hearing a director who's successful saying they want to do Star Wars. Anytime I hear someone say that when they know what the climate is and they know what the history, recent history is with directors in Star Wars, saying they still want to get in there and do that, I think is awesome. That's all I got. Lacey? Quick thoughts? Yeah, I, I, I'm i going to be honest. I don't have too many thoughts about this. I know John Wick is a very good movie and people love it. And it's like John said, it turned this whole franchise. They're doing spinoff movies and all these other things. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime someone's excited to get involved in Star Wars, I'm on board. I, I'm all for it. I, I think that anything uh, where someone has excitement and enthusiasm, it's hard not to feed off that energy. So I would hope that Lucasfilm would give him a shot. But as we've seen so far with Lucasfilm in the past few years, if you do put it out there, they'll usually at least have a conversation with you. So best of luck to, uh, to this guy. You know, what, you know what would be cool? I know that if he ever got his crack, he would do a different character, different story, and obviously wouldn't spin off. But since I'm, my brain is limited to all the possibilities only being the ones we've already seen, my pick for his movie would be a Guardians of the Wills Bays and cheer it movie. Oh, that'd be cool. Where Bays has all the weapons and mm-hmm. cheer it has all of the close quarter fight scenes. That would be cool. That'd be very cool, especially because he's all about the fight scenes. That'd be very cool. Yeah. All Do right. Well, know? let's get into Ask the Resistance because I know you got. Oh, did you have something done? Uh, it, well, just real quick. Do we know canonically if cheer it was born blind? Do we know that? Oh, I don't know that. I don't what, know if he, like, what if they get Donnie Yen and he's like, well, I, I was able to see in the prequel or something. I know where it would probably have answered that, but I don't remember if they ever specified that or not. All right. All right. Yeah, let's fire right. up uh, Ask yep. the Resistance. Yep, you've probably sent in the questions, but let's get in to the <laughs> segment right now. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? All right. It is time. Thank you for everybody who sent in questions live. Very cool. Uh, so that you know we didn't have t- a chance to prepare for these answers. Um, <laughs> but we'll start with the first one from the great Megan. Hi, Megan. How are you? Thanks for the question. Love your pick with Ashley Eckstein. Awesome. Um, and Megan asked, what surprise character do you hope to see make an appearance this year in Star Wars and in what series? So we have two series, but we also we have two live action, two animated. We have Bad Batch season three, Tales of the Jedi. We have the Acolyte, and we have Skeleton Crew. Uh, any character that you would love to see make an appearance that hasn't been confirmed to appear in any of these this year? I have one that we've talked about recently, so it's a little bit of a cheat, but I think it would blow people's minds, including myself, if Darth Plagueis showed up in the Acolyte. So that's mine. I'm going to go with up the Skeleton Crews in the Mando verse, from what we understand. I hope Carson Tava shows up because he's become like the John Ratzenberger of the <laughs> Mando verse for me. Yeah. Where he's like in everything. So I hope that he shows up for the sake of consistency. Yeah. And also, um, so awesome. 
He is so awesome, but I, I that was a given. Yeah. It's a given. Good pick. James, good, pick. good answer. Good answer. <laughs> Did you see the family feud this week where it was like things that like women make men want to do if they like talk too much or something? And it was like, she goes, kill myself. And then he goes, all right, uh, kill myself. And it goes, bing. And it was one of the options. Oh, wow. That's dark. Wild, wild family feud. I just always think potato salad because of Family Guy. <laughs> Show me potato salad. <laughs> Come on, James. Sorry. Um, no, I don't know. I, I mean, my initial thought just right off the top of my head was Hondo in Skeleton Crew. Um, mm-hmm. and he could show mm-hmm. up, but I think if we're getting acolyte, my, my I would need to ponder a little bit more. But there's there's someone from the High Republic that I'm like. Oh, that would be so cool. I just can't name that person or that, you know, right off the top of my head. But I have a feeling that the High Republic has the opportunity to um, say, like, hey, if you've been paying attention, and then they show somebody and it's like, that's a big deal, you know? Mm-hmm. And John, yeah. you're probably right. It's probably just like Plagueis or something that the larger, broader audience would get and not like something like only someone who read the books would get. But mm-hmm. we are getting, we already know we are getting um, at least one character from the books as like an older character. So it's like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. So we'll go to Mike Vetter next. And Mike asked, will there be a significant slowdown of live action Star Wars on Disney Plus? After the movies start coming out by 2026, after Mando season four, there's no confirmed live action Star Wars series on Disney Plus. Um, so I don't know. What do you think, James? I'll, I'll fire it back to you to start this one. After Mando, so Lando is coming out before 2026. Is that what well, we're thinking then? Lando, That's not series anymore. Yeah, the uh, Stephen Glover. Oh right, uh, it's a movie now. So yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um Yeah, I I would assume yes. I would assume that as soon as they started to ramp up the TV shows, they backed off on the movies and then they saw what the TV shows had to offer. They were probably hoping that the TV shows would keep everything going, you know, firing on all cylinders for a long time until they could get back to the movies. But it didn't happen and they needed to get back to the movies sooner than they probably planned. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume that we'll probably drop to a once a year live action thing as we're also rolling out. You get your show and you get a movie kind of thing. Whereas right. like right now we're rolling in like two or maybe even three shows live action a year. Lacey, what do you think? Do you think they're going to flip the script and uh, go a little bit less with the live action series? Yeah, I think Disney's made it pretty clear that they're they're pulling back some stuff. I know they said that with their bigger franchises like Frozen, Toy Story, Star Wars, they're, you know, full steam ahead with Frozen 3, 4, 5 sure. or whatever it is. Uh, no, but they also announced a 4 and a 5, I believe, for Frozen. You might be right. Oh, really? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I, I didn't hear that, but I, it doesn't surprise me. I think the comment you're talking about was Bob saying that no more sequels unless the sequel can stand on its own as a, as a movie. Sure. Sure. But I think also they're rethinking their Disney plus content is something that Bob said when he kind of took over again from Chappick because Chappick was like, we're doing all Disney plus. 
Um, so it's going to be interesting, especially because they're restructuring with Hulu, like how that programming structure is going to work out. Like, are oh, they yeah. going to put more Star Wars into the movies? Because I mm-hmm. think they're seeing the same thing with Marvel as well. It's like they're not getting the reaction they want, with the exception in Star Wars for pretty much Mando. I would say Mando across the board is getting the views that they want. But um, I think they're going to do less TV and more movies because they see money in the movies. But I also think that they're just overall going to do less Star Wars content. I think they're going to back it off a little bit and restructure and then announce new stuff. So for now, I think it is what it is where we're not going to get anything past season four of Mando for the time being. Mm. All right. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I don't have much to add. So um, let's go to our last question. And it's... uh, Topical enough because we talked about both characters in some sense, but Mike Ramori is next with us with our last question of the day. Uh, so thank you, everybody who sent questions. Um, sorry we couldn't get to all of them, but uh, bring them back around the next time and hopefully we can get to them. But Mike asked, Do you think that when Ben Solo transferred his life force to Ray at the end of The Rise of Skywalker, that she will become pregnant and will have a child in the Knee Jedi Order movie? Uh, now, Mike, I'm just busting his chops because he had a typo. He wrote N-E-E, <laughs> which I think might be a better title than New Jedi Order. So I may just start calling it Knee Jedi Order. But uh, jokes aside, what do you guys think? Do you think the Skywalker name lives on like Costanza? <laughs> Lacey, I'll start with you. Woof. Okay, so I'm saying woof, not because this is a bad idea, Mike. I've heard people say this, and I think I understand why people consider this because there's a lot of questions of like what is possible with the force and it's kind of out there of like what could happen um for my own thought uh i don't think this will happen i i think he gave his life voice life voice life force to her oh my goodness uh that being said i saw someone say something online that made a lot of sense to me and it kind of put together everything that i thought of this moment which was that ray palpatine went into that fight against palpatine and died and then ben solo gave his life force to her thus the skywalker lineage went to her and she was reborn or came back as ray skywalker that's good and i thought wow that is a clever way of saying everything that i you know didn't enjoy about the movie but it's done in a really well put way that yes that makes sense in a way that i didn't view it before um, so I apologize. I don't remember who said it, but it, good job. Awesome. Um, I do hope that Ray has kids in this movie. I've said this before. It was brought up at our a Star Wars Celebration London panel, and it was one of those like big, like eye-opening, like oh my gosh, I didn't even consider this. I think Ray has always wanted a family, and not, I think she would be a really great mom. So I I want Ray to have kids. Um. My only thoughts on this, and maybe this is too awkward or something, but I just feel like they wouldn't do that because the storyline feels very non-consenty. I agree with that. But she was dead. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like she was brought back to life, and now all of a sudden he has given her this child that she never asked for. You yeah, know, it's that, like this weird yeah. thing where like mm. she didn't really have a choice in the matter, and now she has to have a kid with this person who I think she likes, I think there's obviously some connection there, but it's like, like this historical, but she has a lot of questions. He has. 
I know. I'm just saying. I, no, I'm saying she just, has a lot of questions. She hates him, kind of likes him, but she has a lot of questions. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, and I just feel like the the prospect of somebody being like, well, no, she didn't choose it, but it was sort of like just given to her. Like Wasted she just had her. to, has to deal with it. Like not that yeah. it's dealing with it, but you know what I mean? <laughs> I just feel like it's too borderline something. And, but I don't know. We talked about the controversial stuff about this movie before. Yeah. So maybe they'll go that route, but I, I don't know. It, it, that doesn't particularly make sense to me, but again, like all things, star Wars, if they lay it out, I usually will just accept it for what it is and let other things sort of um, let fans who enjoy certain aspects of it, build it up and explain it in a way that I'm like, I'll buy that. I'll, I'll go that route. Just like kind of what you said just a second ago about the rebirthing of her as mm. Ray Skywalker. Okay. That's cool. <clears throat> so let's make that our head canon, and then we'll move forward because we're a positive group of star Wars fans. So I don't know. Yeah. My thoughts on it. Um, I, I mean, you both made great points. I like that, that whole way of looking at it with the, the transfer of the life force and, all that. I think that's really cool. It's just the um, perfect way that I've ever heard someone say it. Yeah, it's really like, cool. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. I get yeah. it. I, my, my thing with this is um, the finality of the Skywalker story is one, you know, it's one through nine. So if you want to watch that whole story, you start with Shmi and you end with Ben Solo and that's the Skywalker family. Now Ray's taking on the name, adopted daughter, carrying on the legacy not bloodline. If you did, if they did this of where this, this occurs, then you're telling a new story of another Skywalker kid. And then everyone's got to be like, Oh wait, now I got to make sure I got to check that story out and see what that kid, you know, what Vader's great granddaughter or great grandson is doing. So yeah. I think that that's another added element that they don't want to touch. I think it's a smooth transition. Use the name Skywalker. It's honoring her masters, uh, you know, surrogate parents, whatever you want to call them. And uh, that's the way to continue it. I do agree. I, I would love to see Ray have a family, uh, yearning for a family, um, hoping they returned, you know, in TFA. And I think it would be cool that, you know, they're setting it 15 years later and there's going to be reasons for that. Um, and one might be that she found a love and she, you know, it could be just a normal, normal dude who doesn't use the force or anything. And maybe that's part of the conflict is that he's, dealing with how powerful she is and he's just this regular person. I don't know, but seeing her have a family with kids uh, could be pretty interesting. On um, her so. own terms, as James put it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, so, I didn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you for the questions. We appreciate that. And now that takes us to the end of the show. So we want to start things off by uh, saying thank you to everybody who's been with us for so long and we look forward to a great 2024 with all of you having fun talking Star Wars as we did today. We hope you enjoyed the show. We hope you enjoyed our thoughts on everything that uh, is going on in Star Wars news. Uh, to follow us on social media, TRB Podcasts pretty much everywhere uh, and including Threads and Blue Sky as they duke it out for supremacy on who's the next great one. I, I, I got a hint for you. Whoever comes up with a desktop version first is probably going to be the one that wins for me. I like sitting with my laptop and, 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 and doing that sometimes. Um, but for uh, the podcast, make sure, you, again, you subscribe, follow. And then we have Patreon. Uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. If you like what we do and you want to support what we do and allow us to do more of that and continue to do what we do, 
head to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast tiers start at just five bucks we have a lot uh in store for this year and next year leading up to celebration and the movies and uh everything as star wars heads for bigger and better years ahead uh, and we do have to uh say a special thank you to our generals and spice runners on patreon carmelo john Reese, jetta rosewater frank grande nick kratz chris morales brian smith matt chitty danny mike ramori brenda mclaughlin sneaky zebra colin cormier Diana and Dave Hornack and the Spice Runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Andrew Staley, Andrew Staley. How dare I, Andrew? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Jeremy Myers and the Fort Worthian and all of our patrons, all of our supporters, all of our listeners. However you like TRB, thank you so much. Um, for me, Johnny Hoey on social medias and my movie pod, just like the movies. Uh, Lacey, how about you? People can find me on social media at Lacey Gillerin. And hey. it's Lacey Gillaran on TikTok. Sorry. Oh, the TikTok. Also TikTok. <laughs> um, you can find me on, me on social media nowhere. at Myra Trunks. Myra Trunks. That's right. Trunks. All right, everybody. Uh, we will be back on Monday where we're going to talk about what was the best style of lightsaber fighting shot between the trilogies. So we'll get into that. But more importantly, we hope you have a great weekend. Hope your New Year's are off to a great start. And we'll see you all next time right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids. Bye.